What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copan. It's August 29, 2022, and this is Lift and Learn episode 97. In this episode, I'll talk about how to choose the right weight for your exercises in your workouts. Should you change your weights every set, or should you stick to one weight and do that for multiple sets? I'll dive into that topic first. And then the second topic for today is about your mindset when it comes to the cardio that you're doing and why that's so important when it comes to making progress in your life. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately and that might include fitness related topics and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon and you can also check out my website isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. One of the best supplements out there, it's not your pre-workout powder, it's not that fat burner you use to get shredded, and it's definitely not terkesterone, it's creatine. This is one of the best supplements out there, and us in the industry, we've known it for a long time. It has so many benefits, helps improve strength and performance, which will increase lean muscle mass, it helps in recovery, and could even have some brain health applications also. The real question is though, if it works so well, why is creatine so cheap? Simply put, the manufacturing cost is low. That's really it, the reasons branch out from there. You don't have to grow anything, it's a simple chemical to synthesize or create. It's easy to make with just two ingredients, I believe it's cyanamide and sarcosine. They just heat it up and I guess mix it up, and then a few steps later it's that fine powder we usually see and buy in the stores. Creatine monohydrate is still the cheapest form of it, even though you'll see other brands claiming nonsense about how their new creatine formula, you know, that creatine ethyl ester, got the creapure or the creatine HCL, they're going to say that's better. The simple creatine monohydrate is the one you need to get. Don't believe the marketing hype with those other ones. For a long time, creatine has been super cheap, but it's actually going up in price right now, basically for all of 2022. I remember being able to buy $15 worth of creatine and that would last me like a few months. So right now cost is going up because of shortages around the world and there seems to be more demand for it also, which is good because that means that more people are taking it. I think I read that more than or more people have been taking creatine since the pandemic started, which is an interesting stat. Since more people are buying it, that's caused a slight shortage from what I've read and that's bringing up the prices also. At the same time, it's a supplement that has been backed by studies, and even though the price is getting expensive, it's still cheaper than most other supplements out there. I think it's actually doubled in price since the last time I bought it, so this will be at least a temporary price increase, but it's probably going to keep going up in price for the rest of the year, and probably won't be as cheap as it once was, just like, I mean, everything else it seems like. But it works, and it's cheaper than protein powder and most of the other supplements also, Especially since all you need is 5 grams daily, it lasts quite a while too. Anyways, okay, so training has been going well lately, and I'm running out of creatine, but I'll just get some when I'm close to running out. Whatever the price of creatine is when I need it, it'll still be worth the price. 
but yeah, training, I've been loving the pumps I've been getting from doing exercises where I'm doing more than 10 reps. I'm having to push through some of those sets because it's a different style of training that I'm used to, but I think it's paying off. I'm also trying to hit calves and abs every other day during the week, and I've been doing a pretty good job of that for the past month or so. I just need to keep it up. That's the problem, right? Also, about three months ago, I talked about suitcase carries, which is like a farmer's walk, but you're only holding a dumbbell in one hand. Just like the name suggests, you carry a dumbbell by your side, like a suitcase, and this has been one of the most core-stimulating exercises I've felt. I love doing that one right now, so if you haven't tried this one, I think you should. It really helps you connect to your core and teaches you how to brace your core while walking. So you're staying straight up to counterbalance the weight, you visualize yourself balancing a pillow on your head, and you're trying to stay straight up, rigid and strong. That makes that exercise such a good core stabilizing movement. And having a strong core basically translates to all the other exercises because your body just knows that it can handle more weight, especially if we're talking about during a squat or a deadlift. And maybe the last thing here, golf related, I've played a bunch these past few weeks. I think there's only about two more months of the golf season, so I'll talk about it while I still can. I ended up grabbing a putter off Kijiji, which is just some marketplace we have here in Canada, like Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist. I bought the putter for $30, but I actually gave the guy $40 because he tossed in a putting mat my way too. I use it every day, <laughs> so I'm at least getting used to it. I'm still adjusting to the new putter though. The old one is now retired, so the last putt that I had with it was a birdie on my very last hole, so it was a good send-off for it. It's retired. Loving the new putter though, it's just so much more appealing to look at. Not a single club in my golf bag has been bought new, so for $30, I can't go wrong with that. I think it'll last me at least eight years, so maybe on my 40th birthday, I'll grab something new if I'm still playing golf at that time. Oh yeah, I have to mention some things I've been watching over the summer. I've been watching all of the Rico Hines basketball runs on YouTube this year. They're getting me so hyped for the NBA season. So many NBA players have come through to play over there. It's really cool to see. We got Scotty Barnes, who's like the future of the Raptors franchise. Looks like he's ready to take another step forward this year. I'm ready for it. There's a lot of young guys in the league who are looking really solid, actually. And Rico Hines, the guy who runs this training camp at UCLA, he's been doing this for a few years now. I think they had two years off because of the pandemic, but I remember watching them when they first started like three or four years ago. It's pretty cool to see those NBA players during the summer. So congrats to Rico Hines. He was actually hired earlier. I think that was earlier this month by the Raptors as an assistant coach. And he seems like a good addition to the staff. It's pretty cool watching the runs on YouTube because most of the Raptors are playing there. So sometimes it's the starters versus the Raptors bench. James Harden is usually there. Draymond Green was there last week. He had a pretty good speech. I think Tyrese Halliburton was there one time too. Speaking of basketball during the summer, a few weeks ago, LeBron basically shut down this gym when he showed up to the crossover to play a pickup game. And the number two pick, oh man, Chet Holmgren actually got injured on the play and he's going to miss the whole season. Yeah, that sucks for him, man. But that's what happens when you're playing against LeBron. Okay, so really the last thing I'll talk about since I'm talking about things I've been watching over the summer, I've been watching Orville. 
They've had a new season out for a while now, but I just got around to watching all the three seasons slowly over the past like two or three months. It's a pretty good show. It's like Star Trek with some comedy aspects, so that sci-fi comedy, which isn't outrageously funny, but funny enough to keep you interested. And it's Seth MacFarlane, you know, the creator of Family Guy. So yeah, season three, it's called New Horizons, which just hit Disney Plus in the US a few weeks ago, I believe. I hope there's more seasons ahead, but we'll see. I hope there's a season four at the very least. Question one, should you use the same weights throughout your sets during your exercises? Here's one that's actually pretty important most of the time because it's a constant battle trying to get better and stronger most days in the gym. You should be trending in the right direction. If you look at your training at a monthly or a month to month basis, you should be getting stronger. This is why doing the right weight during exercise is so important. Again, this is why tracking your workout, that shines here. I remember when I was younger, I would just go in, do whatever felt comfortable for me. Let's take squats for example. So some days I would do 185 for high reps, then I'd do two plates or more than 225 for a lower rep number, and I'd just be going based on how I feel. Now, did I make progress during those times? Yeah, I did notice that I was able to do more reps on some days, I'd be able to go heavier on other days, but there wasn't really a structured program or some kind of game plan that helped me increase or improve on a more regular basis. It was a lot of guesswork that basically caused a stall in my progress, guessing all the time. This is why your workout programming is so important, especially when it comes to choosing the right weights. The amount of weight you do is going to depend on what your program calls for. I think it's a lot smarter for you to stick with one weight you can do. Now there are some advanced techniques that involve doing pyramid sets. That means you're working up to a heavy weight then going back down after a few top sets. Doing a program like this you're obviously not sticking with the same weights for every single set for whatever exercise it is and that could be good in some cases but most of your training should not be done this way. At least that's what I think and what I've seen in my clients. There's a time and place for that sort of training but most of the time if your goal is to build the body sticking with the same weights you might have to go lighter than you're used to but there's going to be that I mean that's going to be a better option in order to stimulate hypertrophy. That's mostly true, but there's also the other side of this. You don't want to stay in that rep range too long also, because if you stick to one program for more than three months or so, you kind of lose those hypertrophy benefits, which is when it's a good time to change the rep range of your workouts. To figure out what weight to use, if you're doing three sets of eight, for example, it's always a good idea to just uh, underestimate what weights you think you can do. If that means starting lighter and adding weights the first few weeks in your training pretty quickly, that's honestly a pretty good idea. It's a much better idea than choosing what you think would be your max and trying to do that and then have another eight weeks of programming where you're not making progress. It's just a uh, a bad place to start and could mean you're increasing injury risk there. It also doesn't leave you any room to grow and practice performing movements better. Now, choosing your weights during exercises, this is also going to change depending on your fitness and experience level. That'll impact your strength, power, cardio endurance, muscular endurance. This is a huge factor. If you're just starting out, if you're a complete beginner, it would be a lot smarter to work in a higher rep range over 10 reps, over 15, maybe even over 20 reps to make sure that you have the necessary stabilization to handle the weight 
and the muscular endurance and stability to actually be confident in yourself to do the exercise properly, especially if you don't have a spotter or you train by yourself. So yeah, it's going to be better to start even lighter than what you think in order to do the reps properly, slow and controlled. Doing movements slow and controlled will show you areas that you may be feeling weak in, or it'll show you certain spots where your mobility may be lacking. Remember that form is more important than anything, regardless where your current fitness level is at. Another factor, it also depends on your goals. Now, if your goal is to get leaner or maybe tone down, then decide what amount of reps you're going to do for a certain block of your training. So maybe a four to 12 week block of training. Maybe that means doing 12 to 15 reps for a month or so, seeing how your body responds, then changing up the program every few months so your body doesn't get completely adapted to what you're doing. I already talked about that point already, actually. So in terms of weight that you're going to choose for this specific block, track your workouts, and that'll let you know what weight to do. You should be able to do whatever weight you choose to complete for your three sets of 10, let's say. Tracking will let you know if that was too difficult or if it's time to increase the weight, maybe five pounds. For example, okay, so you're doing squats and you do 95 pounds for 15 reps. And your programming right now is 12 to 15 reps for the next month or so. If you do 95 pounds for 15 reps and you found it easy, you may need to increase that weight to 100 pounds the next time. Now, this doesn't mean that you'll be able to do 15 reps right away, but you should be able to do at least 5 to 10, maybe even 12 reps, and then you basically scale up from there. After a few sessions, you may be hitting 15 reps with this new weight, pretty easy, and then again, you increase the weight. That's a pretty common way to train, but you also don't want to try to speed up or rush this process. There are other advanced techniques like pyramid training and drop sets, but that's unnecessary really if you're just starting out. The weight you use is also dependent on what kind of rep range you're working with right now. If you're doing sets of 15 reps, like I just talked about, of course you're going to be using a lighter weight than if you're doing sets of 5 reps. Like, I can hit the 120 pound dumbbells on flat dumbbell bench press for 5 reps for 3 or 4 sets, but for comparison's sake, doing 75 pounds for 15 reps for 3 sets is actually pretty taxing, maybe even more so. Even though it may not be nearly as heavy, that's where the workout volume makes a difference here. It's just a different stimulus on your body. And I know I always say that getting stronger is a good sign of building muscle. Well, getting stronger could mean a few different things. Yes, it means you're adding weight to the bar every week or whatever it is. But that's not the only way to get stronger or signs that you're getting stronger. If you're doing a weight and you're doing, let's say, 225 on bench press for five reps. If you do that for a month, 225 for five, do that for a month. Every time you go in there, you've gotten stronger if that weight is moving easier or faster than it was before. Even though you didn't add any volume to your weight, the weight, the reps, and the sets were the exact same. But because you're moving the weight faster and easier than it was before, then you got stronger. All right, a little off topic there, but really, it's best to stick with the same weight throughout the workout if you can. If you feel like you have to lighten the weight, though, go for it. Track the workout, write down that whatever weight you chose was a bit difficult for the amount of volume that you planned for yourself. It's an ego thing, really, I think. People like to pyramid their sets because you get to some top set of some heavy weight, like one to three reps or something. But just leave the ego at home, man. I had to work in with some guy on bench press earlier this week, 
And there were people around me hitting some PRs. There was like this high school, like bunch of students. There's like four of them completely yelling at the top of their lungs, up, 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 up. But anyways, didn't <laughs> I didn't let that get to my head. Focused on my own goals. So the session went a little something like this. I asked the guy if I could work in. Now, keep in mind, I train people in this gym all the time. So I generally know what people in there are going to lift. I know me and this guy are around the same strength on bench press, but I had my own numbers to hit. So we warmed up with the same weight, but when we got to our working sets, he was doing 225 pounds, which is two plates on each side. But my program called for 205 pounds since I'm doing higher reps right now. So he did his set of five and I was planning on doing 205 for 12, uh, 12 reps for three sets. Now, of course, seeing that he had two plates on there, normally or in the past i would have just said leave it and i'll just bang out some reps but stick to the plan so i had to change the weights every time so that i'd get a good workout for myself my first set was 205 for 12 then the second set i did i did 10 reps then the third set i think i got eight reps that tells me 205 pounds which seems a bit light but for three sets of 12 it was just too hard so Again, I could have went even lower than that. I should have lowered the weight, backing all the way down to 185. Probably would have been the right weight for me. So I tracked the workout. Next time, I could maybe go for three sets of 12 with the 205 again and see if I could get those required reps. But a smarter idea would be to lighten the weight so that I'd be able to actually complete the three sets of 12. Maybe 185 pounds would have been a good weight for that. Of course, form is absolutely the most important thing. Don't sacrifice lifting heavier weights just because you can. Leave your ego at home. Do whatever weight you need to. to oh, sorry. Whatever you need to do, whatever your workout programming calls for. If it's 12 to 15 reps, whatever. That can be tough for those who love working in a 3 to 5 rep range. I know. I usually love working in that rep range. So you might look like a weakling in the, uh, in the gym. Nobody cares, okay? Maybe doing half the weight you could normally do, just do it. But unless you're specifically training to be a power lifter, the weight you're lifting doesn't really matter most of the time. When you're thinking about gaining some of the benefits, like to speed up metabolism, lose weight, gain muscle, there's no need for every rep to be a cheat rep. So just make sure that you can complete your sets with the same weight. That's ideal in terms of getting the most of the workout volume that you can Doing a set of 185 on bench for 15 reps, that's much more impressive and even more difficult than pushing two plates on bench for two reps, especially if your form isn't 100% perfect. Question two, why your mindset when it comes to cardio is so important? This one, most people need to hear just because of the marketing and fitness and what most people go to first when it comes to losing weight. And that's to go for runs or to do a bunch of time on the treadmill or Stairmaster in, our, in order to burn off the weight. This just isn't going to help you much, honestly, if that's your goal, to lose body fat. It's the diet that will help you lean down for real. The thing is, not everything when it comes to cardio is a negative factor, so I don't hate cardio. There's a ton of benefits besides possibly losing weight if, and that's a big if, you do it properly. There's also other aspects like mental clarity for your cardiovascular health, those heart health benefits, you lower risk for all kinds of disease since you're up and moving and all of that. Now, the mindset though, when it comes to cardio is usually all twisted around because of what I just said. Usually, 
people are using cardio to burn off as many calories as possible and this is not the right mindset to have that's seriously that's just a losing battle switching your mindset though if you're doing something like biking because you enjoy it go ahead if you're doing it to lose weight then it could be a problem first off you can't out train a bad diet you can't just do cardio until you get to your dream body because then you're going to be at a point where the only way you'll be satisfied with your body and yourself is if you do a 500 calorie workout or run every day. Eventually, you won't be doing that every day or you might not want to. You might have also seen that, you know what, every time you get lean or start to lose weight, it's because you've been doing these extra amounts of cardio, whatever way possible. Now, yes, this works, but it only works as long as you're doing the cardio that's necessary. You know this already. This is why you get those temporary weight loss times and times where you're putting on that weight again. Subconsciously, you know this already. When it comes to weight loss, cardio works until you stop doing it. Ultimately, it's not sustainable in your own life or else this conversation wouldn't have even come up in the first place. You having to do cardio every day to maintain your bod goals isn't ideal for most people's lifestyles today. This is why I always talk about building the metabolism with strength training if you're looking to slim down permanently a more sustainable method. You might tell yourself, yeah, the cardio works, but then the weight comes back when you're not doing it. It's a vicious cycle you're going through there. This is why those strength training days become so important. You want your body to work hard on its own let it do the hard work for you. You'll notice that you won't even need the cardio to maintain a nice healthy weight as long as you're lifting weights and eating properly. Now, the results won't come quick. It's not like doing cardio where you can shave off maybe a few pounds a week temporarily, which may have been some body fat, but likely a bunch of muscle as well, which is what you don't want. Getting back to the topic at hand, this is why your mindset when it comes to cardio is important. You don't want to be doing too much of it if your goal is to lose weight and slim down. Now, if you use it for like meditation purposes or it's time to catch up on Netflix to just get away from the real world for a second, maybe to have some time to yourself to just relax or read books or just listen to music, in those cases, you should do it. It's for your mental well-being. Don't think about cardio as only a way to get into a further calorie deficit. You won't win that battle. Over time, your body will adapt to the cardio you're doing, and that'll cause you to hit a wall pretty quick and find yourself stalled at a certain body weight. If your mindset with cardio is, I'm going to do this so I can burn off the donut I ate earlier today, or to counteract the fact that you were off on your diet, more times than not, that's a losing solution. You need to control what you're eating instead of trying to burn off so many calories. Because you're not going to be able to live the rest of your life just planning around burning hundreds of calories every single day. When it comes to metabolism, there's a lot we don't know. But we do know that your metabolism works and changes every second of every day. And that you burn off more calories doing non-exercise activities. We've called it NEAT. About 80% of the calories you burn throughout the day are done this way, and only 20% is actual exercise and activity, no matter how hard or how long you train for. So since 80% of the day you're burning calories not doing any physical exercise, it makes a ton of sense to want to burn more calories during those times, which is when you're at rest. So going back to earlier with what I was talking about with resistance training and the benefits of adding muscle onto your body, this is it. If you have more muscle in your body, 
Uh, your body just has to recruit and do more. So your metabolism is actually raised throughout the day. So when you're lying around doing nothing, instead of burning just 100 calories per hour at rest, these are just example numbers, maybe now you're burning 125 calories at rest. Now that might not seem much, it's only a 25 calorie difference, but over one single day, that's potentially huge. That's almost a 600 calorie difference from not doing any extra cardio. You let your body do the work for you. This is where you have to go if you're looking to lean down. And that's why building muscle is a smarter long-term exercise of choice because of those benefits when it comes to weight loss. So when it comes to cardio, your mindset shouldn't be burn as many calories as possible and then you'll be satisfied with your day. Instead, use it to reap those other benefits, getting away, meditation, enjoyment, pleasure, if you really want to do it. Cardio is better used as a mental clarity tool or for your heart health, maybe for your own sanity, just to relieve a bit of stress. Don't just be running on there like a crazy person trying to burn as many calories or go as fast as you can. And that concludes episode 97 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.